This man's debut was one of the greatest Raws ever. I was there. Well, was, how was his debut again? That he had the other two were like doing a, a talk show with each other and then he just brought himself out again. Mm. He might be Hunter's greatest rival, quietest kept, or vice versa. All right. We, you know, we could do that too. We could start a rivalry segment. But all right. Welcome to the net to the latest episode of the Mega Powers Podcast. I am, as usual, Joel Rodriguez and Manny Masonette. Why do you hate Outcast? Oh my god. I'm not a fan. All right, just a little backstory, okay? Just just so we can get so we can get uh, on, my, on my IG, I, I like to put out lists like maybe once a week, twice a week. And um, this week, I, I, I'm taking into the fucking show. I swear. What was that? Ten seconds into the fucking. Hey, show. hey, man! I, I took. Hey, yeah. I, I, all right, let's get back to the story. So, I, I put <laughs> what's what's a song from what's a song that you really love from an artist that you do not particularly like. You know, you don't necessarily have to hate them, but you don't really care for them. And he had the nerve to say. That Andre, he he loved Andre 3000's verse on 16, which, you know, he's right because the verse is magnificent. It is, it should be in the Smithsonian. But <laughs> the fact that he, he said that he doesn't like Outcast, I was like, wait, wait, what? So I said, we should talk about this on the show. And he said, no. I said, we should remove a segment all right, and talk about this. And he said, no. I said, we should remove two segments. All right. <laughs> And talk about this. And he said, absolutely not. So I said, Tato, I know what I'm going to do. All right. I'm going to throw it out there and say, how the hell do you hate Outkick? Just not a fan, man. I'm going to keep this PG right now. I'm not going to curse you out. I'm not going to bring up how you dislike Whitney Houston. I'm not going to say any of that. I'm just going to leave it as is right now. That was dirty. I don't, I do not (laughs) dislike Whitney Houston. All right. That is crazy. And it's musical. That's all. Um, all right. Welcome to the Mega Powers Podcast, where I am clearly the better, the one with the better music taste, Joel Rodriguez. And oh along God. with me, as usual, uh, Manny. Say what's up, Manny. Hello, people. This is a great show. I'm thoroughly enjoying my time here. Uh, we do have a really good show lined up. We, we, might, we might change the order, all right, because the overrated, underrated, Manny may be on his own on this one too. All right, so, <laughs> so uh, we, you know, <laughs> it's a good show though. It is as usual. Uh, we have a wrestling one. The window is actually a, a very fun one because they were so fun to watch for a little bit. Yep. Um, let's get into it, man. Uh, wait, wait, wait. Whoa. Oh wait. Whoa. Oh, I'm sorry. What's the record? Hold on. Go for it. Oh no, no. I wasn't even gonna. I wasn't even gonna go there. Oh. I was gonna. The people. Most people should know, but those who don't, we are tremendous trivia buffs. Mm-hmm. And we are historians with the sports things that the show should show. Yep. So I have a I have a trivia question for you, my oh, friend. Oh shit. All right. If the season were to end today, the NBA season. Okay. Do you know what team will be the only team in history to finish in the bottom five in points per game differential? But have the league leading scorer? 
I give you a hint. It's an alliteration. W W. Wow. The Washington Wizards. Bradley Beal. Bradley Beal. Nice man. He's he's averaging thirty five a game. They are losing by a whopping seven points per game. And to put it in perspective, Steph is second, averaging about thirty a game, and their uh, point differential is plus one. Mm, mm, mm. I wonder why. I wonder why too. I wonder if they look at it. I mean, I, I, this isn't a defense of Russell Westbrook. I just want to make that abundantly fucking clear. <laughs> right? But Bradley Beal is 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 in that that gray area too, as far as big time numbers, but you know, not really that great of a team, dog. Because it, it's, you know, I mean, I, yeah, he's nice. He's not, you know, and we've actually seen him perform in the playoffs. He's had a couple of good playoff games. But it, we're going on what three, four years now. Like man, you know he 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 luck. He's lucky he plays for a team that's you know relative obscurity. Even despite them being a decent market, um, nobody really cares for the Wizards too much. So it, it's it, it, I think him playing there helps him a little bit. But man, yo, you you need to <laughs> what's going on, bro? Jesus, come to the bay. Man, and it and, and it's not it's not like the Eastern Conference is that hard to get the AC either. You know, you're going against like Orlando and, and uh the Nets yeah. from the last few years. Mean, like Orlando, I believe Orlando was a seventh seed a couple years ago, but they won their division. Right. I think two years ago that happened. It was a seventh seed in the East, but they won their division. That tells you how bad that same division that Washington is in. That's that's the Southeast. Yeah. So I mean, again, you know, Russell makes them worse, but Brad Bradley Beal is not uh Free of blame here. He is not clear. He is not above reproach. But they still suck. They are three there and fourteen with Russell Westbrook, right? And four and three without him. Man, something, something. No, I think they've only got two wins. Before, wow, actually. what a time! It only took it only took him to be 32, 33 for them to realize, hey, maybe this guy ain't as good as we think he is. Uh, let's move up north and let's switch sports a little bit. Uh, no problem. The Minnesota Vikings. You know, the Minnesota Vikings are kind of like are kind of like the Utah Jazz of the NFL in that they're always they're never horrible, right? The Vikings are never like like yo, three and thirteen, two and four. The Vikings are either yeah. like right on the cusp of being a, a playoff team or like really, really good. No? Yep. Yeah, that's that's actually a perfect comparison. Yeah, Utah, Utah doesn't never misses the playoffs pretty much. They, they they rarely miss the playoffs, but they're never really like a like a title team. Even though this year I think you're never scared of them. Yeah, even though th- this year I think they're a top two or three team in the league. But you know, historically, usually like the last 15 years or so, they, they win 50 games, you know, they go to second round, they get knocked out, maybe first round, maybe depending on who they play, they get to the conference finals. But it's never really been like, yo, Utah man, Utah's a team to yeah. beat. Minnesota's kind of on that on that level. That's a great point. Yeah. Minnesota's kind of on that level. There was one time, all right, where <laughs> they were outstanding. Take it away. Yeah, we're not talking about the to be clear, we're not talking about the Minneapolis Miracle. No. We're not talking about Stefan Diggs, with much respect to him. Yep. We're talking about a three year window, and I'm sure you Giants fans are gonna love Woo-hoo! this window. <laughs> Uh, three-year window where the Minnesota Vikings, everyone everyone spoke about the Rams and their greatest show on turf. These boys were just as bad, in yeah, my man. opinion. 
1998, they went 15 and one. They lost to the Atlanta Falcons in the NFC title game. Dirty but Chris Chandler and Jamal Anderson. You had Randall Cunningham as the quarterback for the Mm -hmm. Vikings. Robert Smith as the running back. Randy Moss and Chris Carter. Um, Yep. And Randy Moss. This is Randy Moss's rookie Mm -hmm. year. He has a rookie record, which I believe is still standing, 17 touchdowns. Uh, They scored 556 points in that that season. Um, Gary Anderson. This is and this is the key point. He made every field goal extra point this entire but, year. He didn't miss but one. But we can get into that later. And he, yeah, <laughs> no, he, yeah, he missed it against yeah. the Falcons. Um, and let's say this: it was an upset, but the Falcons this year were fourteen. Yeah, the and two. Were, we're not talking good. like this was like eight and eight, a wild card. This is, but they were up the Vikings twenty to seven. And then they went on a throw. It's a very famous play. They went on a. Uh, they went. They threw the ball on third down, and Cunningham fumbled. Mm-hmm. And then even more infamous, they kind of tried to, you know, burn clock, and they took a knee. And that what's led to the Falcons put, coming back. And I want to say they won in yeah, overtime. They won in overtime. I, I don't. I don't think Minnesota even got the ball. Something. Yeah. Something like and, that. Something and like a those, very, a very, happened. very overlooked game time drive by the Falcons. It was like a 90-something yard drive by Chris Chandler to actually tie the game. Mm-hmm. That, I, I don't get why it doesn't get maybe because it's Chris Chandler, probably. But uh, um, probably it was a magnificent drive to get them to tie that game. Uh, that uh, it, it really doesn't get the, the 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 love in NFL annals as far as like best drives ever. But man, was that drive good. Yeah, that's true. That was a really good drive. And it was the first, they were the first 500 point team since 1983. So, 15 years, they were the first 500 point mm. team. So, we move on. You 15 and one, you think that, I mean, you have the, a stud superstar as a rookie. You have Chris Carter. You think you're going to be all right for the next yep. few years. So, 99, uh, they started two and four. They benched Randall Cunningham for the immortal Jeff Jeff George. George. The, the, Yo, man. All right, go ahead, go ahead. Keep, keep going. <laughs> he went eight and two those final mm-hmm. games. Um, and they lost to the Rams. And this is the this is the greatest show on turf Rams. They lost to the Rams 49 to 37. Minnesota did lead at the half 17 to 14, but there's too much Rams. Yep. I mean, these are the Rams we're talking about Isaac Bruce, Kurt Warner, Corey Hope, the, Marshall the, the Falk. back boys. Tory Holt, Tory was there for that yeah, for this one yeah. also. Tory Holt, Marshall, Isaac, Rick, yeah, Ricky Pro, Ricky Pro. Man, yep. what a squad! Um, and they they beat the uh, Cowboys in the playoffs. They beat the Titans. No, no, no. They the Vikings. They beat the Cowboys right in the first. They they lost to the Rams in the second round, yep. I think. And I think they, I think they yep. beat the Cowboys pretty handily in the first round. Yeah, I, I'll say this about I'll say this about Jeff George, man. Uh, he definitely gets a lot of flack. He, I, 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 you know, I love making comparisons. He's kind of like the Danny Ferry of the NFL, I would say. Wow. It is true. It's true <laughs> because he, he came in with a lot of fanfare, right, a lot of hype. Danny Ferry was amazing coming out of college. And, you know, he had a lot of hype, and he did not live up to it the same way Jeff George did. But I'll tell you what, Jeff George throws as pretty a football as anybody I've ever fucking seen in my life, man. Okay. Up until maybe Rodgers and Mahomes, 
Okay. You know, like now, like now recently it's probably getting better, but man, did Jeff George throw a great football. Throw you can throw a ball through a through a wall if you want, brick wall. But right, go ahead. I'm sorry. So, that was just some no, Jeff no, George no. Yeah, yeah. I mean, give him some flowers, you know. No one ever gives yeah. Jeff some flowers. <laughs> uh they ranked fifth in passing that year and third in total offense. So as what's reoccurring here, especially with the scores, the, the offenses is the problem. Two thousand. Um, you want to take two thousand because yes, I do. <laughs> they had they won the division, I believe, and yep. they had a first round bye as well. They uh, won seven. Just to piggyback on that, sorry, they had they won seven straight. Uh, they were eleven and two, and then they lost their last three. Mm-hmm. In the regular season, and then continue. And then they beat. I want to say it was the Saints, who who they played in the second round. Am I right? Possibly. I don't need that. I don't even know. They're yeah, I, I think it was the Saints. The Giants beat the Eagles, and the the Vikings beat the Saints. Uh in in that that year, the Saints. That was a, a, a kind of a, a wacky year for the Saints, but. Uh, yeah, they, they ended up going to the second round, and then they ended up playing the New York Giants in the NFC title game. And this, this was a game where uh, a lot of people felt, despite the Giants having home field, that the Vikings were the better team. And if I'm not mistaken, the, the, the spread on that game reflected that, too. Yes, I think yes. the Giants were favored by one or something like that. And uh, for those of you who do not bet, <laughs> uh, the home team in football usually gets three points just off rip, okay? So yep. if the road team is uh, an underdog by two, by less than three points, that, that is a, that's to tell you that the Vegas feels the road team is actually a better team than the home team, okay? Um, so that should tell you, you know, what they felt about the game and the talent level on both sides. They were wrong, all right? They got smoked 41 to nothing in what was maybe the most, up until that time, the most exhilarating day of my life. (laughs) That was fucking amazing. Uh, I I was on a ski trip, the senior year ski trip, and I remember we had to to check out. And I I checked out at like 9 o'clock. We had to be out (laughs) by by 2 or something like that, or 3. And um, I was like, nah, I'm checking out by nine. I'm putting my bags here. If somebody steals it, somebody steals it. I don't care. Where can I watch this game? I ended up going to the, the very first time I ever been to a bar was at that at that hotel, the Ski Lodge, the bar. And I watched the game, and it was amazing. Greg Camella, holla at your boy. All right, the fullback. <laughs> that man, that was the best, the best. I almost cried. But he was like, yo, man, they said we were the worst team to ever have home field advantage ever and we still made the Super Bowl. Whew, and if it wasn't for that bullshit, holy call, we probably would have beat the Ravens too. Man, I was gonna what? I was you know like, you yeah, too, I was yeah, gonna I'm ask not you. gonna let you see you were letting me go on and on because I knew what happened two weeks later, but I'm gonna cut you right yeah, off. I was right? gonna ask you man while I pour my margarita I was gonna ask you you know what happened after that. I hey, believe man, the, the greatest got, linebacker of cheated. all time. We got cheated. Keith Hamilton got called for a BS defensive holding call when bum-ass Trent Dilfer threw a pick six and it killed all our momentum and then the Ravens ended up winning the game. All right? What was the score? Do you remember? I, I, don't, I don't remember. I don't I don't remember if it was the Ravens or not. But, um... <laughs> <laughs> it, it 
was similar to the Vikings. It was, we're, talk, it was we're talking, yeah, this is about the Vikings, not about not about that murderer who, who some oh, fake wow. god guy. Um, wow. So we uh yes, so the Vikings had a three-year window where they made the playoffs all three years. Two years they should have probably gone to the Super Bowl. They went to the title game two years. And they and lost then, in the second round in one year. I, I, to the eventual champs. Yes. To the eventual champs. Um, what happened? I, and this is actually, I didn't go that far. What happened afterwards? I know that Cole Pepper ultimately leaves, but that's, I want to say, two years later, right? Yeah, yeah. The next year they go, uh, I believe that that was Danny Green last year. The next year they fired him. Okay. I think, yeah, he got fired. They went with Mike Tice, who started that Randy Ratio thing, which was insane. I, I don't, I don't even know what that even. Th- you do you remember that? They were, they was like um, sixty percent of the balls thrown were gonna go, go Randy Moss's way or something. Moss. Like the Randy yeah. Ratio. Yo, Randy is the goat. Okay, we could have this discussion at some other some other time, but we're not having that discussion because you know how I feel. He is the greatest wide. He is the most talented ever. All right, you want to wild out? You want to dance? It's Randy <laughs> Moss, okay? <laughs> Talent wise, sure, I'll, I'll give you that. Man, he, he is, does one thing, but I mean, whatever. No, he does not only do one thing, but you, you, you cool though. Um, <laughs> yeah, but no, he for for you to have that stupid ass ratio, it, it, you're telling everybody, yo, Randy's getting the ball. Like you, you're killing yourself by doing that. But anyway, they went to combine in those three years. They went, what was it, eleven and five? 10 and, six, and five, 15 and 1. And 6 and 15 that's and 1. 36 and 12? Yeah, that's that Sonny Scanlon math. Side by side, <laughs> let us sing with pride. <laughs> <laughs> the joys of Scanlon. All right. right. School. Um, yeah, all hollow stuff. Uh, so, yeah. Um, oh, my. Yo, you are in rare form I'm right on now. One right now. Uh, they won three times as many games as they lost in those three years, which is outstanding in, at, for any team in any era, okay? Usually, when a team does that, they at least go to one Super Bowl. At minimum, at least at least go to the Super Bowl. They didn't even do that. It is yeah, amazing. It's, it's if, interesting. If, yo, if, if, we were, if we were to do... When did you start watching football? Like, like really, really, like watching football? Uh, the year that the Eagles went to the the Super Bowl. Patriots did that one, but that yeah, was the only time, yeah. right? Okay. Um, yeah. Okay. I I started like because To To was better than Randy Moss. No, he's not. Uh, so let's just be clear. He's one hundred percent not better than Randy Moss. But um, Look. what was I gonna say? Uh. If, if we, if we, would, if you would have do even from that time on, like I started watching, I started like really, really. Focusing on football, I would say like Dan Reeves' year with the Giants, right? Um, okay. If we were to do winning percentages from then till now, I don't think we could name two or three teams no. higher than no, the Vikings. Not at all. The Patriots, at all, because everyone will have fifteen and one, and then it'll go fucking nine and seven the following. Yeah, year. right. The, the maybe the Patriots, the Patriots, because you know they make the playoffs every year, whatever. That's probably yeah. the only team I could even think would have a higher winning percentage than the Vikings in, like, the last 20, 25 years, right? And possibly the Colts. Possibly. Maybe, yeah. But even the Colts had – the Colts had – I've seen the Colts have a top pick twice, Peyton Manning and, and Luck, so maybe not. Oh, that's true. Um, That's true. But uh, what's the name? Um, Adam, If you were to go maybe the next five or six teams after, 
they all went to the Super Bowl. The Vikings haven't been to the Super Bowl once in that whole time. Yeah. That is crazy. That's cra- as successful as they are, like winning percentage wise, for them to not even get lucky or just you know get an upset on the road and you know get like propel them to the Super Bowl, it's never happened. It's so crazy thinking I, about that, man. I think I think a perfect comparison is remember the year that that Falcon year, not not when they lost. I'm talking about a couple years ago when they blew it against the uh, the Patriots and they just never ever covered since then. But think of that kind of high octane offense, yeah, just fucking up right before time and just never being able to finish and get over that hump. At least that, those Falcons, they went to the Super Bowl and they had it, and that's a whole other collapse that we can talk about another time. But think of just that fuck, that offense. Like, there was nothing. I remember saying, yo, the Patriots are probably better than the Falcons, but they're not going to be able to stop the Falcons. I remember yeah, saying yeah, that, like, yeah. there's no way that they're going to stop the Falcons. So the Falcons are going to win by, by, the, by default. And the fucking Minnesota Vikings, same thing. You have two all pro receivers. Robert Smith was was great at running back. Cole Pepper coming into his own. Cunningham before that, like they were stacked everywhere. Yeah, man. It's crazy. <sighs> ah well, too bad. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking Vikings. Um, but yeah, you know that that was that was one hell of a run for those three years, and the fact that they never got it, and you know they 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 were probably blessed with the most talented wide receiver of our, of our time. They were blessed with the most talented runner of our time in AP. All right. Yes. And yeah. still no Super Bowl. And then, I mean, then you can, they, I mean, granted he was past his prime, but far. Yeah. Far was still better. And it, they far lost, they good, lost NFC you know? title game that year too. To, to the Giants. No, the Saints. Oh, that was okay. when uh, AP. Play- that was when AP fumbled, and uh, at the end of the game, and that 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 helped the uh, the Saints win the game. But they lost to the Giants also, though. They when the was Giants, this? The, uh, the the Vikings. In the One playoffs, the Giants, they, didn't they? I know the Giants beat. Oh no! It was it San Fran and then Green Bay one year. One, one year, yeah, Green yeah, Bay, one yeah. Year San Fran, right. gotcha. Yeah, uh-huh. the the year, the first year they beat New England, they beat Green Bay NFC title game. Next one was San Francisco, and the yeah. the, the, the kick return kept hitting the guy in the leg. Right, that was San Francisco. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. Thank God for that. Um, <laughs> yeah. So that 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 concludes uh, our window pain for the year. That that is pretty painful, man. See, because Minnesota, the Viking fans have gone through some shit, yo. Yeah. I don't yeah. know, you know how how that uh, how they can keep um, stable uh, oh, with. There you go. Oh, oh man! I, I oh. was gonna I was gonna say that you know the Giants are like the one two three kid with all these fluke victories, but I, mean, I guess Ooh, be fine. Son, dog, I, I am the goat <laughs> at these segues. Uh, you know, it's funny the, the fact that we we get a kick out of this, and anybody who's listening has no idea where we're going. But Absolutely then when not. They get, <laughs> <laughs> but they, they, they hear it and they're like, oh, that, that's why that asshole said Stable. that. They're talking but, about horses. And, yeah. What the fuck are these people talking about? No, nope. we are talking. The, our next segment is uh, wrestling stables. Okay. Now, when we think wrestling stables, there, there's probably like two or three that come to mind like right away, yeah. right? Uh, the Horseman, Horseman, NWO, DX, DX right? Evolution, possibly. Evolution, uh, Hard Found, right? They, they, those yeah. are the ones that probably come to mind right away. But there were some really talented, fun stables uh, as well that don't get the love that they should. And um, this is what we're going to talk about. 
Go ahead, man. Keep going. So immediately for me, um, the Dangerous Alliance. Okay. Um, when you, me and you had a conversation a while back when you know people easily say that Keenan was the is the greatest manager or whatever, but we started talking about managers who had stacked rosters, almost like mm-hmm. super teams. Um, the Dangerous Alliance. There are five people in that in that stable that are Hall of Famous right now. Yeah, rude. Right? There will be there will be a sixth once they put Heyman in. You have Austin Rude, Sabisco, Medusa, Heyman, and Arn Anderson. Oof. And the other person who's no slouch is Bobby Eaton, mm-hmm. who may go in as part of the uh, Midnight Express. So this may be Should. a stable of seven that is seven legit Hall of Famers. So that was that was the one. I'm a huge Arn Anderson fan, and obviously Steve Austin is the greatest of all time. So those were the first ones that came to my mind. You okay. Got anything? Yeah. Uh, before I, I just want to I just want to point out that Paul Heyman is the best thing in WWE. And that, that, for a while. That's that's not to say that's not even a knock on the wrestlers. That's just to show how good he is and what he does. Yeah. He is outstanding. Um, and I agree with you. Fire Hall of Fame. He should be in right now. But um. Yeah. I'm gonna go with the Nation of Domination, uh, real quick. Ooh, okay. Uh, that I, I'll tell you that Ron Simmons is a Hall of Famer, The Rock mm-hmm. is a Hall of Famer, uh, Bradshaw. They, so they, there's three, right? Is there anybody? Else? Mark Henry. You no, know, Mark Henry's all. Mark Henry's a Hall of Famer, and Godfather is mentioned. I think you meant Godfather instead of Bradshaw. Yeah, yeah, I'm yeah. Uh, Godfather and uh, yeah, because uh, what's the name? No, yeah, yeah. He started the APA, right? That's when. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Okay. Um. Yeah, so they, they have four Hall of Famers too uh, on on that on that roster. O- o- Owen, <laughs> I forgot who, about him. Who, who should be, you know, like realistically should be like, yeah, that's, yeah, that's, yeah. The, uh, the only reason why I, I kind of count him as a Hall of Fame. The only reason why is just because of the, the optics, right? The Hall of Fame doesn't want to do course. it, but he's a Hall of, of Fame. Course. All right, yeah. um, it really, honestly, it propelled Rock. As you know, oh, he, yeah. He was the best thing on TV for months before they actually yeah. like ran with him. Um, the whole, uh, you know, the five thousand dollars shirt thing, and and you know, mm-hmm. just just how how flashy he was, and the shit he used to say on that, he was far and away the the best thing in wrestling, and he was in that faction, and he wasn't even the leader. And it was just one of those things where it was like, yo, when is he gonna break away? But they were just so yep. good that when yep. they they also had one of some of the best turns, like when people turned to to join the crew. Like when Savio yeah. Vega joined, that was yeah. crazy. It was a, uh, it wasn't on TV. It was in a house show actually. Yeah. I was there. Oh, uh, Ross, oh, yeah. Ross Simmons is a wild boy, bro. <laughs> 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 they, they were they were wrestling Savio. Who was the other guy? It was a tag team. Ahmed match. Johnson. Was it Ahmed? It was Ahmed. And, and he yeah. go, Ross Simmons. Ron Simmons goes. Uh, a lot of y'all want to know who you know. Why do I hate? Why do I hate who I hate? And he goes, Yo, I hate everybody. He goes, I hate black people. I hate white people. And I sure as hell hate the Puerto Ricans. The Puerto Ricans. And, and yeah. the crowd went off on him. Because it was in New York. You know, New York is like, like York. Puerto Rico North, yo. So <laughs> they went crazy on him. And, yo, I remember there was a father and son uh, uh, crew that they came. And they bought tickets just to watch Savio, yo. They loved Savio, Puerto Rican dudes. And yeah. you should have seen the looks on their face when he turned. It was... Oh my God! They all started chanting "You sold out." It was it was perfect. It was 
perfect, yo. It was great. Like I, I'm 12 or whatever it was, you know, I'm, I'm all yeah. in my feelings. But now that I, you know, I'm, I'm older and I see it, I was like, man, that was perfect, yo. That was a great turn. Uh, great Ahmed turn. Johnson's turn was also yes. great for them because he he had been the one, the main guy fighting them for all these years. Yeah. And for him to turn, I mean, he tore his fucking ACL the following week, but for him to turn, uh, you had Kama debuting turn in. Mark Henry also was a great turn as well. Yeah, man. They had they had a and, lot and of Mark really Henry good... was like the Mark Henry's was like he turned and he was like that was the Rock's gift to Farouk. Mm-hmm. When he turned, like the Rock is like, look, look what I did for you. Because like you, to piggyback what you were saying, some of the greatest things were the Rock's facial expressions and mannerisms during a nation promo. Yeah, yeah. When he was just like, there's a there's a great um, meme that's out when it, him rolling his eyes when Farouk is talking. Mm-hmm. And he's like pumping his chest saying that he's the champ and all that. Like it's just it became musty TV. Yeah. So that was that was a great yeah, one. That 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 was a really, really good stable, man. Really good faction. And they were a little ahead of their time too, with what they were talking yeah. about and just, you know, they they they, they, they would they would fly now. They would actually be faces now, uh, as opposed to Oh heels. yeah. Oh yeah. So, uh, it, it was, man, that was everyone have a title. Yeah, that was great. Great, great, great stuff, man. Um who, who else you got? I have um the Heenan family, and that's a very broad term. Yeah. So I'm saying the years of the late 80s, the 89, the 88 to 89, when he had the brain busted, which I'll tell you now, and this is when they defected from um, NWA to WWF. Andre. Uh, Haku, who at some point we got to give him his flowers yeah, because Haku is a bad man. Uh, King Harley Race, Hall of Famer as well. Rick Rude was also part of this faction. Uh, the Barbarian, Mr. Perfect Kurt Henning. And your boy, the Red Rooster. <laughs> oh, that boy can go. Don't don't get it twisted. Yeah, absolutely. Terry Taylor can Terry go, Taylor baby. was a goer. Absolutely. So, I mean, th- th- this is one of those factions where I think the manager just it, it elevated whoever he was with. I mean, he had some great people in Henning and, and Rude, but he also had, like, the Brooklyn Brawler. Harley Race was way past his time, but the name recognition. Um, Haku. Bobby Heenan, the shit he used to do on the outside of a fucking match. Like, for we all love Heyman for the way Heyman is on the microphone and the way he builds up a match. Yeah. Whereas the shit Heenan used to do outside the ring while he was managing is the equivalent. And it was that became musty. It didn't matter what was going on in the ring. You got to watch Bobby for the shit that he's going to try to do or him trying to hand in brass knucks, him fucking with the ref, him fucking with fans. Like, he was the weasel. Like we spoke great. about it on the show before. He was the perfect weasel. Yep. Uh but gotcha. yeah, that's it. That was a perfect nickname for him. The weasel. Gotcha. Uh I'm my, my last one, I'm gonna go with the corporation. And um which the, one? the rock one and uh yeah, yeah, okay. that one. Okay. Uh, the McMahon's. McMahon's, yes. Um one, I'll give you I'll give you a few reasons. One, they had some big time wrestlers on there. They had The Rock, they had Triple H, they had Shawn Michaels, they had uh, um, Shamrock, right? Was on there. Uh, yep. They uh, they were able Kane. they were able to make uh, Big Boss Man too. I think was on there. They mm-hmm. they were able to mm-hmm. make villains out of people who were out of wrestling for 20, 30 years. Uh, Briscoe, Pat yep. Patterson, Sergeant Slaughter, like th- mm-hmm. those guys were part of that stable, and they didn't. Yeah. It, they were. It seemed like everybody who they put in there got heat 
immediately. And that is not easy to do. Instantly. There are people who join like like heel stables that just get kind of lost in the shuffle. Like uh like uh what's your name? See, I'm just proving my point because I forgot his fucking name. Uh Hulk Hogan's nephew, uh at NWO. Horace. Oh, Horace. Yeah, Horace like Hogan. you know, guys like that just get lost in the shuffle when we don't even care about them. Yes. But it seemed like every single person in that uh stable got heat with this whenever they came out. And that's not easy to do, especially when there's so many of them. Um, so yeah, and and it it, it one Austin, I, I've made this point to you a few times too, and that Austin is great, but Austin absolutely needs that type of heel to get the most out of Austin. Right, it's that Stone Cold character. He needs yes. that 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 yes. authority figure. That that's what that's what made him yes. high, right? That's like it's like the Hogan, with right. the big yes. guy, the, the guy who's bigger than right. So Hogan. he he needs it. he needs that authority figure to get the most out of him, and and you know and as as popular as he was and as over as he was, he might have been the most over at of any wrestler at any point ever. You need the heel to get him there, and that and McMahon played yeah. that perfectly. So I, I would I would put oh, uh, the corporation in there. Um, I mean, I say props is props probably aside from Hogan initial in the NWO, McMahon's probably the best heel ever. Like he's up there. I, I would that, I think I think I uh, as far as heel runs because now if we're doing heels, yeah. you know, we, I think we got to put the totality of people's careers in there. You know, whatever. Yeah. But yeah, as, as far true. as like yeah. a heel run, I don't think there's a better heel run ever than that McMahon run. I don't. I just. I don't think so. Yeah. It was great. Yeah, it was. Uh, my last one was. Um, I, I was curious because you said the corporation. Mine was actually the million dollar corporation. Oh shit. <laughs> um. Yeah. That's why. That's why when you said it, I was like, which one? Um. DiBiase, who was a, was an amazing yes. wrestler, was was an amazing wrestler. Doesn't get his just due, in my opinion. Um. He had to retire prematurely and became. He wasn't even a manager. He was uh, like a funder. Yeah, like, yeah. Like, he was, I don't, yeah. Like, they didn't know what to do with him. So his whole, you know, he he kept. But what was great is that he kept his. Everyone's yeah. got a price. That and was that his laugh. slogan as a wrestler and the live. Yeah, and that that kept his slogan. So these 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 white meat baby faces will turn heel mm-hmm. for money. I remember when Tatanka turned on. Oh my on god, that broke my heart. When Tatanka beat the shit out of Lex Luger um, for the money, and also when one, two, three kids uh, turned yep. on Razor Ramon. These are white meat baby faces who honestly aren't believable heels, but because they went for the money, it made it believable and they were able to yep. get heat off that. Yeah. Um, some other guys they had, uh, IRS, which was his tag team partner, so it mm-hmm. just made sense, and also his name is IRS and Million Dollar, uh, Nikolai Volkov. I remember he changed his entire like ensemble from that Russian yeah. to like a, a a suit that had a dollar on it or money sign or whatever. Uh, Bam Bam Bigelow. Yeah, was it was was it Undertaker uh, in there too? Under the, the I was I was going to get to the the fake yeah. Undertaker that he said that he found Undertaker after Undertaker you know ascended to heaven from a casket. Did, did it? Did Yoko it? A million dollar uh, man introduced the Undertaker to them, like the real one. Yeah, he did. He he did, but I be, I he might have been still wrestling. Yeah, he was. He was. Uh, you know what's crazy? DBI. I didn't even think of this. He but, he introduced Undertaker and Austin. Wow, yes, he did. I no, didn't I realize didn't that either. Man, that that guy is yes, important. He did. <laughs> well, yeah, all right. <laughs> um, yeah, King Kong Bundy. He had Kama. He had Sid. So when you when you're talking about that roster, 
and you don't you don't realize it. Two of those guys main yeah. evented a mania. Bam Bam fought LT, the second greatest linebacker of all time, and then Sid main evented two manias yeah. with with greatest. um Hogan and then with Undertaker later on. So yes, that's, that's, that is those are You're right, and 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 you you did you made a good point about them uh, having like buying out faces, you know, uh, because that, that's really the only reason yeah. why they would do that. But yeah, that that's a really good point. That wasn't really. He bought out. He basically yep. bought a heel turn. Like it was. I want to bring one more up. Uh, I don't want to, but you know, yeah. we're, we're, we've been talking a lot, and we only two segments in. But um, the Nexus, I think, is is a stable that. Yes. Uh, probably should have gotten more love or more of a push. And I think as much as you know, I love Cena as much as anybody you probably know. He fucked, he up. fucked, he fucked it up. He fucked up it up so bad, yo. And it, it, it could have yep. been, it could have yep. been great, great, great. He yeah. triple H them. Yep. And that, that sucks, man. I, I can't believe, uh, you know, they spent all that money on him, on, on you know, on, on them and, and they didn't do what they should have done. Like, this guy we're about to talk right now uh, is almost like Chris Davis. Uh, on it was a, just a bad, a, a yeah, bad man, investment. Just, just tough investment. Um, yeah, uh, Chris Davis, Baltimore Orioles. Chris Davis has a wrestler's figure. Uh, let, let's let's just go. The, the guy is built like a fucking yeah. truck, man. Um, right? He's what uh, six three. I was gonna say about I was about to, yeah I was about to say about a good solid six four but he ain't a no, slim he's got to be like two forty two forty five around that's yeah that's easy. a big guy and there was a year with, swinging a bat yeah, uh there was a year where he he went crazy what uh it was two years actually it was two years uh, I think you're talking about 2013 when he yes, hit 53 home yeah. runs he hit 286 but then he yep and then in 2015, and then they gave him a seven-year, $161 million contract, Indeed and they, they did. he disappeared after that. Holy fuck, did he disappear? Yeah, it, it, and, it, and, it was, and it wasn't gradual. It was – what was gradual is probably the amount of games he played, but the number drop yeah, was not it was gradual. sudden, especially, uh, especially the just, batting average mm-hmm. and the strikeouts. That just – and the strikeouts, yeah, it was it was crazy. Um, just to just so you guys can get perspective on it, 2016. This is the year, right? He gets the contract. He played 159 games, so that's not mm-hmm. that's not an issue. Uh, but he batted 221, and he hit 31, 38 home runs, um, and 84 RBIs. He was fourth in the league in walks, <laughs> but um, he uh, struck out. 219 times, um, which is which was uh, averages out to about 32 percent of the time. So what? What every? I mean, let's say just to be simple, yeah, one every three crazy. at bats. Like so, at least one time every game he's going to strike out. Yeah. Uh, 2017. Now, 2017 it just gets worse. He batted 215, so now his average has dropped by six points. He struck out 197 times. But he played less games, so now he's striking out 37% of the times. What's also dropping, and this is where now it becomes bad, his, his numbers are dropping, yep. his offensive power numbers. He only hits 26 home runs, 61 RBIs. So you have those guys. 61, 61 RBIs. You have those guys. 61 walks. So he's not 
He's not walking like he was either. Yeah. Yeah. So he's not. He's not walking either. So you have these guys who are. I think. Um. I, I think the best example right now, uh, Gary yeah. Sanchez. He's gonna strike out a lot, but if mm-hmm. he connects, it's going. What happened with Chris Davis is that yeah. he stopped connecting, which changed everything. Moving on to uh, 2018, the first 57 games of the season, he batted 150, and that in those 57 games alone, he struck out 86 times. He finished with a uh, 168 batting average, 16 home runs, and 49 RBIs, 192 strikeouts in a in only 128 games Oof. played. Like these numbers are and to, to crazy. make to make matters a little worse. Uh, or even way worse. The Orioles did not build around him too well. They they ended up getting signing more people who were just like him than put him on their team. Yeah. Uh they let um they let the outfielder go. I forgot his name. Oh yeah, Adam Jones. Jones. Adam yeah. Jones. Yeah. They let because he, he was good. They let him go. But yeah, who who were the guys that were similar to him? Uh, uh, I'm trying to remember this guy. He he used to play for the uh he used, to, he used to play for the Angels, still there. and he, he was pretty good for the – I think he won Rookie of the Year, too, for the Angels. I, I, his name escapes me for the I, – I cannot remember for the life of me. This is bad radio, guys. But uh, I, I, I'm trying to remember his name. <laughs> What's this guy's fucking name? Mark Trumbull. That, that's who – there you go. I just remember. Yeah. He's Trumbull, another – he's yeah. Chris Davis. That, that's, that's what he is, just on the right side of the plate. Um, they, they just kept getting, like, those, those – yeah, man, oh, yeah. Mancini. but uh, but they, they just kept getting a lot of corner outfielder slash uh, corner infielder slash corner outfielder slash DH guys that couldn't really like do anything but if they hit a home run yeah. or strike out, and it it, it just yeah. it's not gonna work. They don't all hit home runs at the same time, so it it was a that was a they yeah. became really really bad, like a really really rough team to watch. A really, really bad team to watch. Like, you know, sometimes they, you have a bad team, but you got a guy or two that's like really exciting. They have Machado, right? You know, right? But they have um, Machado, yeah. Man, that team was so bad, and they, they didn't do a lot. And another thing, that owner, all right, is really bad. Peter Angelos is as cheap an owner as we have in sports. And the fact that he finally broke the bank to give him money when he had a chance to sign so many other guys. It's like, you know what? I'm not paying anybody ever again. All right. That, that, that's probably what he's thinking. Yeah, here. that's gonna it shows this, this is why I don't, why pay I don't like paying because of this, this type of shit right here. Yeah. So it, it it's a double whammy over there for them for them Oreo fans, man. And another the, some of those Oreo scenes were actually good. Like the um the year, the year uh what year was that? Remember the, the year that the Rangers went to the, the the Tigers went to the uh World Series, the, the Orioles made the playoffs that year, and they took the Yankees to five games. Remember that? That was the game yes. where, where yes. homeboy hit the yes. what we what we said is a foul ball, but it it might have been a home run and yada yada yada. But man, they they were close, and then they just invested in the wrong guys and just fell. That this is a prime example of paying the wrong guy and your team just suffering immensely for it, man. Man, yeah, yeah. And I mean, the, the the guy we're talking about, like we we're only up to 2018. Remember, this was a seven. Yeah, he's year got deal well, two years. He's, he's got, got two more years left, right? He's got two more years. So in 2019, he had a hitless streak going on that stemmed oh, from yeah. the prior year. To he went 0 and 54 before he got a hit. But yeah, but he, he got like, he got he, hot after he that. Like up, three. I, 
I remember um, I, I was playing. That was the last year I played fantasy baseball. I didn't play last year. But um, somebody dropped him, and I was like, yo, this, he can't keep being this bad. Like, I mean, he's not going to hit for 300. Yeah, yeah that's but the law he, of he's going to hit, like, 211, 212. But for him to get to 211, he's got to hit, like, 400 for, like, a month. And you got to have him. <laughs> but he's, but he's, yeah, and he, he went crazy <laughs> for, like, three weeks. And then went back, went back to earth. Yeah, he ended up having uh, – 12 home runs and 36 RBIs, which all probably happened yeah, in those he went, three weeks span you're talking about. Yeah, man. He played that motherfucker went beast mode. Um, and this uh, past year, the, the 2020 COVID, he played 16 games, uh, one RBI, no home runs, yeah. and 17 strikeouts. Damn, Two more years of this. Nobody's going to trace him. Yo. It wasn't there a – I don't know if it was true or a rumor that they were yeah. asking if he can retire. So that they can kind of like not. No, no, they did. The he, he, they would still have to pay him, I believe. If, if uh, he, no, no, I, I think they were trying to, to come up with like some type of settlement or something, and he just, nah, I want to play. Yeah, Bobby yeah. Bonilla, man, it, rough, yo, rough. That's a rough contract. Baseball, yeah. baseball, and that that's yeah. that also. You don't you don't see a lot of seven year deals anymore in baseball. I mean, you do still see them, but you don't see them as much as you used to. They used to give them to everybody, really. Now, you got to be like yeah, 23 so, yeah. for you to get it. You don't even think it's like next. Yeah. You, you yeah. have to you, not they, hit they, your You got to get it right before. Like homeboy from um, uh, the Padres, he's about to get paid, bro. Uh, Tatis, he's about to get like $700 billion for, for 10 years. <laughs> well, <laughs> Chris, da- Chris Davis's whole situation it remind. I mean, granted, his fall from grace was extreme, but it reminds me of the guy that was on oh, yeah. the fifth, no, Ryan yeah. Howard. How they had those monster years, but Ryan Howard was about thirty-seven years old when he finally like. And Ryan Howard won an MVP, like and that. Ryan Howard won a series, and Ryan Howard yeah. anchored a team that was really good, like like an offense that was like super, super, super good too. I mean, but I, I, I do see the, the some resemblance though. Yeah, you're right. You're right. Yeah. So I mean, I guess that the owner's not gonna be beasting to no. pay anybody from the um No man, I, I like the be- I, I said he went beast mode. I thought we were gonna go into the next one, but it's all good, baby. You, you, <laughs> I, I, thank you for thank you for ignoring it. Um Yeah, this is the next one. Yeah, hey, the brother, next yo, this is all you go for. About? <laughs> no, what the fuck. All right, listen, 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 listen. Let me let me put like to make some sense of this. I think sometimes this is my opinion. Damn, you already, right, I, I think some. I think you agree with this though. Sometimes entertainment and antics, yeah, make athletes must see TV. And I think sometimes that makes us feel that the guy's actually okay. is better than he actually is. Um, examples: uh, Lance Stevenson. Okay. Uh. With, I'm not. I'm not even trying to play okay. around. Odell Beckham. Um, and I know this is she was. It's uh, definitely. I was, I, that's the first guy I thought of. Okay, so I'm adding to this list Marshawn Lynch. Now I'm not saying he was a bum, but <laughs> shut up, bro. I'm not saying he was a bum, but I hear these people talking about. Oh, he was the set third, second best running back of the decade. And that's where I'm like, get the fuck out of here. 
I, it's, it's consensus that AP yes. was the best running back of the 2010. Yeah. Yes, you, and you're okay with that. He's not second. I I borderline. I started like, yo, he might not make the ten, and if 10? he does, he's making like nine. He may not make the ten, bro, to me, because with it you have to add that that second half, that second wave of running backs, the girlies. So, girlies better than him. Uh... Girlies run. Girlies run's not better than, than Marshawn. I don't know. I, I think I I might take Marshawn a little bit over Gurley. Gurley. Gurley, Gurley had a good rookie catch. year, right? His second and third year did absolutely nothing, uh-huh. and then had that great. And then, the and then the year, uh, no, the third year, he he didn't do anything until like like week twelve, week thirteen, and then the next year he took off, right? Okay, so now compare that to Marshawn and Buffalo, which for whatever reason, which bugs me out, no one fucking talks about. Everyone no, feels yeah, like Marshawn's career the, the started. Thing, the yeah. thing with Marshawn's career to, to people started when he did yeah. that run. Well, he, well, he ran for a thousand yards in Buffalo too, though, didn't he? I'm pretty. I'm pretty. But like, I'm pretty sure he did. That gives you. No, fair enough. But that makes him. And a, Buffalo, no, no. But but if, if you if you include that, I, I think I think it, it adds to it. it. Doesn't take away from his his Seattle career. Because to me, I'm I'm looking at it and I'm like. Fred Jackson and C.J. Spiller did way better. Well, yeah, that, that was Buff- Buffalo. Yeah, Buffalo was wild and, and their numbers were better. Running backs. But okay, I, I I would I would probably take like, Marshawn a little bit over over Gurley. Gurley was obviously more talented, more of a home run threat, better receiver. But I, I just think if if we're if we're talking whole decade, yeah, Lynch. I would take Lynch over. It may, maybe best year, Gurley's best year versus Lynch. Yeah, I'd take Gurley. But the overall, I'm probably taking. Okay, Zeke. I I would take Lynch over. No what? Oh my gosh, yo, you you. It's not it's not NFC. Look, the only shady. The only okay, shady. Who? I'm I'm moving on. That that's what I was getting ready to say. That that's somebody I could probably see might be better than Lynch. You act like I'm saying I'm, Demarco Murray I'm not. or something. Like I'm saying I, guys. I'm that not, but I'm saying years. yeah. That, that's one of those. That's that's a guy I would I would consider. I, all right, I would go ahead. Keep, no, Frank Gore's not better than Marshawn. Frank Frank Gore. Oh my, he's third. Yeah, that's because he's he's, he's, be he's running until he's running? 95 years old. Of course, he's gonna do that. <laughs> Matt Forte, no. K.A. Common. Maybe. That you that's another Charles. one. I, I think I think he's very underrated, but that's very very close. Another one, very very close. Those, those are the ones Foster. I was thinking about: Shady, Charles, and Arian Foster. Because Arian Foster's peak was was I was whoo. That so he was wild. Yeah, yeah. So that Darwin. that that's one you know. <laughs> and Le'Veon. I would probably take Le'Veon over Lynch. Yes. So that's um, what that's that's five. AP Shady, Jamal Charles Foster, and uh, well, Levin. I would. That's five. Charles, Charles, uh, Arian, and Lynch. I. That's a very, very tough. A very, very tough. Uh, what's the name? Debate to have. Like that. That's something that you really got to think. Of. The thing with Charles is this: one, Charles is a little more injury prone than Lynch. Okay. Uh, yeah, and and Charles. Big time. 
Makes never sense. got the ball in the red zone. I don't know if that was just by design or what. He just did, they just didn't give him the ball in the red zone. Yeah, he he was more of a screen yeah. pass. Kind and uh, Arian Foster, kind of when when it when he left when it left him, it left him. It was over. All right, his his prime his prime was great, but you know it it yeah. Right, Lynch, Lynch has longevity and durability over both of them, and you know has stats too, and has a Super Bowl, and was probably the most important offensive player in that Super Bowl too. He was probably more important than, than Wilson at that time. Wilson became more important, but he was more. But is that saying much? Yeah, because they won a Super Bowl. Is that, is that because? No, granted, but that their defense was. Oh yeah, right. But but you, we've seen teams that that have big time defenses that that if they don't move the ball, they're not going to go anywhere. You know what I mean? So he he was he really was that. He was a force, yo. Um, I I I'll say he's not top three. Well, my my my. I'll thing say he's is, not top three, but like closer to top ten. Is, no, okay. He because because he's he's a he's a. He was a, a goal line mm -hmm. and it was tough to bring him down, too. right? So he led the league. Mm -hmm. He led the league in touchdowns twice, which, which the way he's portrayed, you would think that he had like a four or five year run. Legarrette Blunt, Blunt led the league. In uh, that, 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 you got you got to put some context to that like, too, though, because that that was what Legarrette Blunt would only get the ball there. It's it's not it's not like like Marshall Lynch would, would get the ball in the goal line, but he would also get to the goal line. They they will get the ball to the goal line and then give Legarrette we'll get to the ball. The goal line. That, that's that's a little different. Okay, and now Derrick Henry or Marshawn Lynch, prime for prime. Well, that that's not the same decade, but probably Henry, probably yeah. No, 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 yeah, no, it's not the same decade at all. I'm just I'm just curious. Yeah, they're, they're pretty uh, similar guys. Yeah, similar. I I think Lynch is a better. Uh, I think Lynch is an underrated receiving back too, though. He he's definitely I've seen him. Yeah, but he, he they just didn't throw it to him like that. Yeah, he they, definitely they, can they, catch the ball. The offense I've seen him do it. So, um, whereas Henry, mm -mm. and and if and if you're down by like 20 points, Derrick Henry's not getting the ball. Whereas Lynch is still on the field. So, uh, I would, I'd probably go Lynch over Henry. Actually, the more I think about it. All right, whatever. Hey man, you you asking me? You you should have just. You should have just made it's your points be. and waited it's for me be. to say something, but you you threw me into it because you you didn't want to be like. Yeah, I was just curious I, because I I really I do feel like he's revered and a lot mm -hmm. of it he's entertaining as fuck. Don't get me wrong, like I mean I love watching him. I love listening to him. Like he's fucking hilarious. I'm not taking that away, but it becomes one of those like, yo, if Lance doesn't blow in LeBron's ear, he's right. not getting that big ass deal from fucking Charlie. Well, maybe because Michael's an idiot, but that's another story. Like that—that's how I feel about Marshawn. It's one of those things where it's like the fact that he can come out of retirement. Like, oh yeah, that, people that's just think people that he's still going to be in a people league. People do that all the time. People do that with Melo now. But um, like is this, he had a three-year window, and granted, all of those guys that it's like, and eh, maybe like Jamal Charles, um, Arian Foster, uh, Shady, like. This guy had a greater quarterback than all of those guys, yeah. by far. And well, I, I, not not all of them. That, that's what I'm trying to say. Like that, that's right. That that's that's Shop? early Russell. No, but what what Russell became? Absolutely, a million percent. You're right. 
don't want to talk about yeah. this shit no more. What's what's going on, bro? Let's get to some action. You pissed me off with the outcast to start the show. You just start, you you know. Do we do we need a therapy session? This is what I've been aiming for the whole show. (laughs) No, I don't want to fucking talk about this shit. (laughs) Shit almost got me Isaiah Thomas kind of upset. Oh, all right. So for our next segment. just want to no 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 you're not gonna do this for our next segment i want to make something abundantly clear because this is our social media debate um joe's gonna take this over because he's very passionate about this but i want to be clear the point of this is going to become this but the point of this is not to bash this is not an overrated segment for this person normally our social media debates are like this versus this this is not Steve Kerr versus this individual. This is not anything like that, but there is a a theory, I guess if you will, I guess that's the best way to put it, and then I'll let my you know the the Samuel to my Fatu jump in. Um, there's a theory that the Golden State Warriors would have won and would have been dominant if a coaching change had never happened. And there's a theory that this gentleman should be coaching right now and he can bring up any team to yeah. new heights. Go ahead, bro. I don't get it. Yeah, I'm here. You hear me? Yep. We, we are talking about uh, Mark. Yes. Go ahead. Yes. Um, okay, so they hired Mark Jackson, the Warriors, right? And the Warriors <laughs> got better, okay? Because the Warriors yeah. were in, in the doldrums. Right, they they weren't exactly great, um, but they were building. They were budding. They hit. They hit. They hit on a couple of picks. They drafted Mark Jackson, and then they ended up getting to the playoffs with Mark Jackson. Right, they got to I think to the second round. They lost to I believe it was the Clippers. It might have been the Grizzlies, but uh, the Clippers. The Clippers. Oh, yeah. they may have beat. It was they one may of have them. Beat the Clippers. Yeah, the but game. um, right. So right. they uh, mm-hmm. they were good with Mark Jackson. Okay, and then they fired Mark Jackson uh, because he was a homophobe and he was uh, incredibly um, paranoid and and he just was not a fun person to be around. And they they fired him. And a lot of people think he was fired for non-basketball reasons only. And then they hired Steve Kerr. And then all of a sudden they took completely off and took over the NBA which is one of the more out of nowhere, but if you really dig into it, you could you should have seen this coming type of stories. Let's just go to basketball. Before we go to the, the you know, a lot of the reasons why Mark Jackson isn't on a team now, we act as if Steve Kerr just got hired by the Warriors, rolled into the, the head coach's office, found Mark Jackson's playbook, curled his lip and said, okay, Let's just keep doing what we're doing. <laughs> That's not what happened, okay? The Golden State Warriors, the year before yes. Steve Kerr joined them, led the league in isolation plays, okay? All right? Now, this is the same shit we yes. kill D'Antoni for with Harden. This is the same shit we kill Harden for, okay? The Warriors led the league in it, okay? They had the fewest passes in the NBA that year. They passed the ball less than anybody else in the NBA. 
Look at that roster. Steph Curry, Bogey, Iguodala, David Lee, Draymond Green. All right? If there's one thing that they all have in common is that they are all fantastic facilitators. And you ran an offense that prevented them from fucking doing that. Okay? A lot of their offenses ended up with Harrison Barnes posting up or Klay Thompson posting up. Okay? It was ridiculous. Okay? Steve Kerr comes in. They go into a motion offense. They don't run as much pick and rolls. It's more like dribble handoff, shoot the threes. They space the floor out. They become a much better offense. They take off. That would never have happened with Mark Jackson. Get it out of your fucking hands. Okay? And it wouldn't have happened. All right? Another thing. Okay? The only reason why y'all do oh. this with Mark Jackson oh, is because of familiarity. Okay? We all saw Mark Jackson play. We saw him play in New York. We saw him play against New York. We heard him on TV. He's he's one of us, Deacon, quote unquote. Okay? That's a big reason why we do what we do with Mark Jackson. Doug Collins took the Bulls from nothing to the playoffs. He left. Phil Jackson became the coach. Nobody says Doug Collins would have done the same thing with the Bulls that Phil Jackson did. Del Harris, all right, was the coach of the Lakers before Phil Jackson started coaching the mm. Lakers. They were winning. They were making the playoffs. Nobody says the Lakers would have won with Del Harris the same way they won with Phil Jackson. All right? Dwayne Casey, you took Toronto to the playoffs every single year. Eastern Conference Finals every single year. He leaves. Nick Nurse becomes the coach. They win the title. Nobody said this was Dwayne Casey's team the way y'all do with Mark Jackson. What do Doug Collins, uh, Del Harris, and Dwayne Casey have in common? Y'all don't know how the fuck they played as players, okay? Y'all, there's no connection with them. But since we saw Mark Jackson play, we want to <laughs> champion him and make him seem like, oh, my God, they did him dirty. No. All right? If anything, offensively, on the basketball court, he held them back. Thank you. I'm done. Good. No problem. I, I'm actually going to piggyback what you're saying. Just, I'm going to throw some numbers out there. Um, and, it, and it's honestly, when you picture the Warriors, some of these numbers are hard to, like, imagine. Like, really? That's how they played? They, they, were, they only had 98 possessions a game. The minute Kerr Please. came, uh, they moved up to 102. They were 11th in fast break points. The minute Kerr came, uh, they went to first. 11th in – and now this is, this is interesting because this is also – so piggyback on all this, there's a theory that it's all they did was shoot fucking theory. threes, which I hate. That I hate that theory. Um, they were 11th in points in the paint. They went to third. They were 25. They were 25th in touches within 12 feet. They went to 14th. They were 17th in baskets within five feet. They went to sixth. And they shot the highest percentage in the league. They were third, like you said, they were 30th in passes per game. I just I'm bringing that up when this is the Mark Jackson year because mm-hmm. yeah I don't know if you remember so this is 2014 we're talking about yes the Detroit Pistons had Andre Drummond they started Andre Drummond Greg Monroe and Josh Smith and that team had more fucking passes than the Golden State Warriors which is crazy they were tenth in in assists and the minute Kerr came. They led the league in assists, and they averaged 67 more passes alone. 
one of the things that I also feel is unfair with Kurt is the fact that he got he and was Wolf. injured or, or hurt yeah. the following year, and they went on that run with Luke Ward. Right, and that's mm-hmm. what makes it. Oh, you can just put anyone there, and they'll just and that that's not the case. Also, people don't give Kerr enough credit in the sense of make no mistake about it. The Phoenix Suns, Nash had two MVP years and they were contenders. Then they had about a four-year mm-hmm. stretch where they were fucked up. Kerr became the GM, yep. and they go to the East, the Western Conference Finals immediately. The, like it's also this is also like. I'm not bashing Mark Jackson, yeah. but Steve Kerr needs I, I to see, get a little yeah. more flowers. We, we call it like we all right. Well, it's it's well, one well, or the well, other, right? If, oh, if right. anybody can win with 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 that Warriors team, how come Mark Jackson didn't do it then? Why why did, they weren't even making the conference finals? Right, so that you, you can't he, he right you no can't change. you can't he say anybody no could have won he and then defend Mark actually. Jackson, but Mark Jackson didn't see any of the success Steve Kerr saw. So it, it's it's one or the other, y'all. Okay. And a big reason why Mark Jackson, again, I'm not even talking about the whole Christian views and because that, that definitely plays into why Mark Jackson isn't a coach. Okay. But Mark Jackson's style of coaching is super antiquated. Okay. It's very, it's it's not, it's 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 not conducive to you know winning in, in today's NBA. He got gifted a squad. All right. They built a team that was as talented as any team in the league, and he squandered it. That's what he did. Okay. He got them to the second round, which relative to the Warriors' success previously is a big step up, okay? But when you look at it in the whole, when you look at that, the talent on that team, yep. he didn't do enough. He flat out did not do enough. The, the thing that, that gives us, that makes yeah, us look did. at Mark Jackson more yeah. is, is that we didn't see that success before with him, that he took him to a higher level. But that doesn't mean that he got the most out of them. You know what I mean? And And, and – that's that's where people kind of get lost from Mark Jackson. So, yeah, that's that's it's it's a great point. He um he he I think he instilled that that I mean not to sound yeah. cliche for especially for the word that we believed he instilled that in them. Yes, which is fine, but at the end of the day, it also becomes X's and O's, and you have to utilize your talent. And if you're running, I mean, think about it like this. It's hard to yep. picture the Warriors he, he didn't, with Draymond he, he didn't as do a that. primary he, ball handler. Yeah. And, and, and Mark Jackson didn't run that. It was Steph Curry. And he, Steph Curry he, didn't Curry move convinced off the ball to come like that. Bench. Like, that wasn't happening. Okay. Mark Jackson plays out of timeouts and, and yep. plays that were drawn up wasn't even him. It was Malone, the guy the, the guy who's coaching the uh, the Nuggets. Yeah. He up. was the one that would draw oh, the oh, plays yeah, from, up from the, out of timeouts and when they needed a buck. It wasn't even him. So like what what are we doing, yo? Like come on, what are we talking about? It was Mike Malone. Yeah. And look at the way, look at the way. So and, the, and way the, the defense right too was more Mike Malone than, than it was Mark Jackson. It's just he was the head coach. So we get so I mean, no, this is this is not you if any, I don't know how many people listen, but if you do listen and if you really felt like Mark Jackson is like being wronged or whatever, cut it out because he's not. I tell you who is being wrong though. All right. And it happened a couple of times on this show. Lawrence Taylor. All right. That's enough, Manny. And Andre Chitel. <laughs> All hey, hey. That's what I'm talking about. This is a jam right here. This is this is timeless. This is this this hits every household right here. White households, black households, Puerto Rican households. 
Everybody. Remember, yo, you remember the, the, the Asian thing in this video? Woo! There's you bad as fuck. What was your name? Who was that? Can we edit this part? That song isn't that good. Hey, nah, <laughs> no, I, 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 that was a This is going unedited. This is rolling right, like a Monday night. That concludes night, our so. show. I hope you guys enjoyed it. Manny was on his, his emo <laughs> thing because I called him out for Outcast right away. He should have just gave me a segment. But uh, the Wizards still suck. Yeah. You took a fucking segment. It wasn't that you much over an hour. It was an hour because shit. you wanted right, to fucking Outcast. I did not bad no, mouth Whitney Houston. I didn't say anything remotely bad about Whitney Houston. This is unedited. So go ahead and find Yo. Thank you guys for the show. I went again. <laughs> so you don't feel Whitney Houston is overrated? Tune in next week for the Mega Powers podcast where Manny explains oh, shit. how Whitney Houston is overrated. I'll see you guys next week. No, absolutely right, later, not. Y'all. It's the greatest voice of all time.